Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. I'm going to be recapping somewhat pertaining to the previous program before moving on. But one matter that I mentioned in the previous program was this development in Vladimir Putin's Russian Federation, in Putin's Russian regime for life, where protests erupted in the far eastern territory of Khabarovsk. Now, these protests are very different from the blacktivism protests here in the United States of America, or the Occupy so-called protests and so forth. These protests are actually peaceful, (laughs) law-abiding, despite how bad the laws are in Russia, but then they're so bad in the United States of America and throughout the free world, so-called. But these protests were concerning the arrest of the governor of the Khabarovsk region, Sergei Fergal, who is going to be the recipient of a show trial, a kangaroo trial orchestrated by the Kremlin which serves Vladimir Putin at his pleasure. Now, this is not a new tactic. This is not a new trick for Vladimir, BFF Vladimir Putin. No, he's done this many times before. He terrorized the billionaire oligarchs by selecting scapegoat billionaire oligarchs to subject to this gross mistreatment and whip them all into line. And so he is doing here. But his target here, instead of on oligarchs, is on governors, political candidates, who are seeking to change the lay of the land in Russia, away from the totalitarian regime. Lots of luck with that. And it is such a pity. I've spoken many times about the Russian regime. It's not about the Russian people. It's about the Russian regime which oppresses and exploits the Russian people. Going back a long way, back to that fellow who named himself Joseph Stalin, he waged a lifelong campaign of terror against the Russian people and the people of the other nations that were gobbled up and enslaved under the Soviet Union. Just incredible. A reign of terror against the people of the area that he was from. You know, Ukraine, Georgia, the white Russians, horrendous terrorist slaughter of them. But here under Vladimir Putin, under the Democratic Russian Federation, not communist, more akin to fascist, there hasn't been this war of mass murder of Russians. It has been very carefully targeted. And it has focused on those who have spoken out against him. Whether journalists or politicians, 
It has used, it has employed assassination at home and abroad. Abroad being in the free world, in the UK and so forth. But Vladimir Putin, many just imagine, oh, he just wants to maintain his power in Russia, over Russia. Nonsense. (laughs) Absolute nonsense. But, oh well. That's like saying that Adolf Hitler only wanted to maintain control over Germany. It is just ridiculous. But meanwhile, another BFF, Xi Jinping in communist China, president for life, dictator for life of the communist regime of China. Oh, yes, he, like Vladimir, they only want peace and prosperity and respect for their nations and for their people whom they love so passionately. Yes. Oh, just, again, this is a pipe dream. This is wishful thinking of an incredibly negligent form. But, no, communist China. The communist Chinese regime and the totalitarian fascist regime in Russia, they are bent on something larger, something more ambitious than merely maintaining their control in their respective nations. More than we can imagine. Because, of course, we look at these things through filters. (laughs) So many look at them through rose-colored glasses. And again, they imagine, of course, everybody wants the same thing. You know, can't we all just get along? We all want peace and prosperity, health and wealth and well-being and happiness, the pursuit of happiness. Well, the pursuit of happiness by despots, by tyrants, by destroyers, is the destruction of the innocents, not peaceful coexistence. But meanwhile, here in the jolly United States of America, where things are just so idyllic, especially in the most enlightened areas, you know, like, well, of course, New York City. But thinking of the West Coast, the left coast, Seattle, Washington, Portland, Oregon, San Francisco, California, Los Angeles, California, and so forth, where the truly enlightened elite rule and reign, yes, Namely, in the sanctuary states, the sanctuary cities, so-called. You know, where those who are not citizens are given privileges and benefits and rights that exceed the privileges and benefits and rights of the citizenry. Oh, it's so wise and wonderful, isn't it? And we get to see the Democrat political operation, the Democrat agenda, playing out its fanciful, (laughs) ambitious plans. And so these wonderful blacktivist protests, so-called, you know, by armed activists, anarchists, (laughs) Yes, who are the oppressed peoples because of this institutional bias, this institutional racism, endemic in society, supposedly. Yes, government-sponsored racism. Really, well, in these enlightened places like Seattle, Washington, and elsewhere in Washington State, in Portland, Oregon, and other parts of Oregon, such as the really left coast of the state, and 
down along the Pacific throughout California, we get to see this played out. Racism, you have to understand, means one thing, a very narrow redefinition, a perversion of the term to mean that blacks are disadvantaged. It is always blacks that are disadvantaged. It is always African Americans that are disadvantaged. And so we have situations like this in Oregon where a certain mayor and the other Democrat political apparati that deemed and put forth that all white people, all Caucasian people, all non-black people must wear face masks, but that all black people, all African-American people were exempted. (laughs) And this to combat coronavirus? What kind of curious thinking is that? Well, the mayor finally relented and stated that the reason for relenting, for giving in, was because of massive pressure from racists. (laughs) Oh, it is a thing of beauty. Just, But, you know, we have our general elections coming up so very soon. So very soon. And we can forecast what is going to take place. How can we do that? Well, we can do that based on the most recent data points, if you will. You know, the most recent samples of what the Democrat governors, Democrat mayors, Democrat congresspeople have done. Playing this petty tyrant, hardball politics. But it is fascinating that even as Joe Biden has pandered to and demagogued to the black constituency. So to the Democrat Party is doing. But what's fascinating about that to me is this, is that that is not by any means the largest so-called minority population group or people group. By no means. And I find it Fascinating, nothing short of fascinating that they are choosing to make that the most lusted after political demographic. But you see, in major metropolitan communities across this nation, there is a comparatively disproportionately large representation by blacks, by African-Americans, compared to the population numbers nationwide. And that is not by any means to say that this is a one-size-fits-all, okay? Or a homogeneous situation, all metropolitan areas the same. By no means, but nonetheless, larger representation where the greatest political power, the greatest political clout is concentrated. So there is, you know, a rhyme and a reason to this. But nonetheless, here in the wonderful United States of America, we have just these fabulously vivid examples of Democrat governance. Yes, as seen with the Capitol Hill organized protest in Seattle. Just absolutely outrageous. Where the illustrious white female mayor of Seattle permitted these protesters and armed anarchists to take over in downtown Seattle. Just Absolutely outstanding. Police-free zones. 
You know, disband the police. Defund the police. Structurally eliminate police departments. And what have we seen? Who would have dreamt? Who would have dreamt that there would be an influx, a dramatic increase in violent crime by, of all people, blacks? Oh, my. Black lives matter most. Black lives matter only. And yet, interestingly enough, an increase in violent crime by blacks against blacks, including against black children and young teens. Just, you know, just wise and wonderful governance there by Jenny Durkin in Seattle and by Keisha Lance Bottoms in Atlanta and by Bernard C. Jack Young in Baltimore. Siding with the gangs, the mobs, the violent mobs, the anarchists, great stuff. I mean, this is what we have to look forward to with the Joe Biden presidency. It will be exciting if Joe becomes president. Yes. And again, just as it was four years ago. There were how many options for president? Well, there was the Republican nominee, Donald Trump Sr., who was manifestly unfit to be president, undeserving, unworthy. And then there was Hillary Rodham Clinton. (laughs) So you could choose one who clearly was unfit and corrupt and profane and lewd and so forth, or you could choose one who had demonstrated evil over and over and over and over throughout her adult life, her political career. Back to Arkansas, up to the White House during all of those wonderful White House years, and then onward and upward. But That was the choice. Now we get to have, of course, this choice between Donald Trump Sr., the same unfit, same corrupt individual that he was four years ago versus the veep of the Barack Hussein Obama administration. Pandering, demagoguing to the blacktivists, to the black lives matter most, black lives only matter, political activists, and so forth. That's just outstanding, just outstanding. But again, it's a situation where that that terrible term, I mean, it is truly a terrible expression the lesser of two evils. This is a terrible expression. Because uh, if there is such a thing as the lesser of two evils, the lesser of the evils is still evil. Now, in the case of Donald Trump Sr., I still choose to believe that he is not evil. I still choose to believe that he is unfit, corrupt, and what have you, but not evil. But the Democrat Party which is affectionately known by many inside the Beltway and outside the Beltway of Washington, D.C., as the evil party is the evil party. So it's an unpleasant choice, but it is the choice that is mandatory to choose to vote for the incumbent president. But all these wonderful things that were taking place on the 4th of July, the anniversary of the independence of America from Great Britain, from despotic Great Britain, from tyrannical rule. (laughs) And yet, what do we have All of these years later, which really isn't that long in terms of human history, after all, is it? It's not. 
Not that long. But we have tyrannical rule and governance that has been being demonstrated nationwide by Democrat governors and mayors. And which, of course, they hope to enact via the federal government, via the executive branch, via the presidency, which will just add that much more fuel to the fire. Something to look forward to. But all the terrible violence over the 4th of July, and again, what was it overwhelmingly? It was black against black. That's right. Oh, but what about all that terrible racism? It was black against black. It was children being murdered (laughs) by gangs, by black gangs, overwhelmingly, but exciting. It was daylight violence, some of it captured on video, as in New York City, one after another, was caught by surveillance cameras and so forth. Not so much by smartphones, but just a wave of violence, including this one black Hispanic fellow in New York City who attacked a baby in a stroller, a two-year-old boy in a stroller, with the nanny there, and she was helpless to protect this little guy because this fellow, he came up and he attacked the baby in the stroller in a flash and slashed the baby on the forehead above one eye. Just a wonderful, outstanding young man, Anthony Gonzalez, 35. Black, Hispanic, black and proud. You know, I, I just wonderful, wonderful things that go on in the United States of America. The nanny is traumatized. The baby, fortunately, was not Gravely injured, but again, this wonderful lockdown across the nation, you know, supposedly to combat the coronavirus. However, blacks who are out protesting, including violently protesting, (laughs) they are exempted. You know, from wearing masks and from social distancing because they're special, right? They're more special than the rest of America. They are given special privileges and so forth. Meanwhile, of course, church services, those are subjected to (laughs) more onerous treatment, strangely enough, than so many other things. Why is that? It's because if you scratch the surface of the Democrat Party and you can get past the mention of God bless America, you find loathing of God and of Christ and of the Word of God, the Bible, and of the Ten Commandments and so forth, which have been warred against throughout public education by the Democrat Party and the leftists in mass for so very long, for decade upon decade upon decade upon decade, and on and on. So hardly surprising. It really shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. It should certainly not be shocking that churches have been deliberately targeted to really shut them down. And to keep them shut down. But 
This is what you get in communist regimes. This is what you get in fascist regimes. This is what you get in any number of other types of totalitarian regimes and certainly all Islamist regimes. Oh, yes. They keep their mosques open. (laughs) But. Meanwhile, this very sad matter of Vanessa Guillen, or Guillen, Fort Hood, Texas, this young woman who was kidnapped, raped, murdered, Aaron Robinson took his life rather than be captured and punished, even though the punishment probably would have been less than capital punishment. But the United States Army was very, very slow to respond. Disgracefully so. But the truth is that unless they had responded immediately, it would probably have been too late. That does not excuse them from responding so belatedly and so forth. But this precious young woman, Vanessa, was probably already dead. What a terrible pity, and it was whatever term you care to use, avoidable, This was preventable. She had complained about harassment from this one, but she was concerned of continuing to make complaints and so forth. And the Army did nothing to protect her. But that's what happens across society, across the United States of America. So it should be no surprise to see it also in the Army. How many women have taken out restraining orders? You know, that wonderful panacea restraining order, only to be slaughtered by the one that is supposedly being prevented from having contact, you know, by a piece of paper. Before I continue, let me say this. I'm Brad Thomas. And this is after all is said and done. And whatever is right and true and good in these programs is thanks to God Almighty and His Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Whatever is lacking, erring, deficient, unworthy, that is due to me. That is on me. That is my fault. I've mentioned time and again about various leftist agendas, which really are all one agenda, but slightly different expressions, slightly different variations over time. One of the earliest, if not the earliest, again, was postulated in 1773 by Meyer Amschel Bauer Rothschild. He took the name Rothschild, meaning Red Shield. He was in Germany, though not his family was not originally from Germany, but then later this great template, this blueprint for world regime was worked over by Karl Marx and presented in his Communist Manifesto in 1846. And then it was further tweaked and re-released in 1919 in the Red Rule so-called, the communist rules 
for revolution. And then, of course, <laughs> then, of course, there is Mein Kampf of Adolf Hitler penned while he was imprisoned in a prison facility that was essentially a resort <laughs> and which he had his personal male secretary to take dictation <laughs> and so forth. But under the wise and wonderful government of the German people under the German chancellor that was permitted instead of Hitler being executed <laughs> for high treason and revol- armed revolution and so on and so forth. But, but going back to the first, 1773, and all of these others, 1846, 1919, and then on to the 1930s with Adolf, what do those expressions, those variations, those templates expressing ideological beliefs, but more than that, tactics, strategies, stratagems, What do they have to do with anything? With the price of eggs? With the availability of milk? What do they have to do with anything? Well, just this. These credos are pervasive in the fabric of the Democrat Party. And they are acted out. They have been now for the past, not just the 21st century, but the 20th century and before that. But in addition to that, these ideas, if you will, have been promulgated and are continually promoted and this agenda advanced by world planners. Where are these world planners, I wonder? Are they in communist China? Are they in Putin's Russian regime? No, but there is a certain amount of mm, cooperation, you could say, with them. But no, overwhelmingly, these world planners are from free nations. That's right, from the West, from the Western nations, of all things. It's just, it's incredible, it's remarkable that this promotion is overwhelmingly from the West, from the so-called free world, from that part of the world formerly referred to by a great many as Christendom over a long span of time. But going back to the first, Bauer, number one, and I've mentioned these before and I will mention them again, but number one was paid propagandists will arouse feelings of hatred and revenge against the ruling classes. Why, do you imagine? Well, to supplant those ruling classes. Oh, so we can all be equal. No. To supplant those ruling classes with an evil ruling class. It's not sufficient to have corrupt. We must have evil, absolute destroyers in charge which is, of course, what took place in Russia, what took place in Germany, what took place in Italy, and so forth. But, and it is what is going on here in the United States of America with Black Lives Matter most, and only Black Lives Matter, and occupy this, and occupy that, 
the first principle. This is number two, and yet it says the first principle. So don't, don't be confused by that. Number two, the first principle to remember is that law is force in disguise. Law is not righteousness. It's not godliness. It is force in disguise. Force. Might makes right. Law is force. Wait a minute. I thought that would be the military is force. Or maybe the police is force. No, law is force. Law. That's right. In disguise. Number three, political freedom is an idea, not a fact. An idea, not a fact. What? So what? What's the significance of that? It's just that it is academic. <laughs> political freedom, that's just an academic exercise. That's abstract. It's meaningless. It's just a means to manipulate people. So preach liberalism to the electorate and cause them to yield political power into the hands of this evil elite. There is this matter in this uh, ancient (laughs) source of truth known as the Bible about a world ruler rising who has not risen yet, who shall come in peaceably, preaching peace, peace, liberalism. But what shall follow is utter destruction, is the most terrible destruction there's ever been, an absolute worldwide regime, one regime. And this was the template, again, by Meyer Amschel Bauer Rothschild for world domination, not for taking over one nation or one duchy, (laughs) you know, no. Not one country, not one continent. The entire world. Another tenet was that success of this plan could be achieved by destroying the established governments via external enemies, foreign enemies, or internal enemies, domestic enemies, either way or both. And indeed, both are being used to destroy the United States of America and thereby to destroy the free world. Number five, the use of any and all means to reach our final goal is justified. So the end justifies the means. It doesn't matter how bloody, how vicious, how ruthless, how monstrous those means are. The end, world domination, justifies the means. He went on to say, morality demonstrates weakness. Morality. Morality demonstrates weakness. Well, that's akin to the old Roman Empire credo or creed that mercy is weakness and was to be despised and destroyed. (laughs) The merciful were hated and were to be destroyed sought out and destroyed. Hence, 
the monstrous persecution of the Christians. Number six, our right lies in force. Yes, this is very similar to number two. And he stated that right means to attack by the right of the strong. The right of the strong. Which is diametrically contrary and opposed to righteousness. But right, their use of these terms, right means to attack by the so-called right of the strong. The right of the strong being to reconstruct, meaning deconstruct and supplant and away with all existing institutions. And to set themselves up as the sovereign lords and masters overall. <laughs> and to usurp all of these rights that are laid down by the ignorant masses in their desire for liberalism and the blessings of liberalism, the goodies of liberalism. Number seven, power, the power of this elite must remain invisible until the very moment when their movement had gained such strength, such overwhelming force that none could successfully oppose it. Resistance is futile. But, additionally, alcohol, illicit drugs, moral corruption, vice would be used to corrupt the youth of all nations. Corruption of the young people of all nations was one of the key Agenda items. Do you imagine that that has been achieved? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Adolf Hitler, his aim, you might think, well, gee, he, he wasn't interested in corrupting them. He just wanted to brainwash them. But that's not true. <laughs> the brainwashing included corruption. There were a vast, vast number of teenage girls, young teenage girls, that became pregnant in the Hitler Youth <laughs> programs. The young men were encouraged. The boys, the teenage boys, were encouraged, as were the girls, to engage in sexual license. Promiscuity, corruption, along with, this was just one component of the brainwashing, of the indoctrination, via massive, continual, unremitting propaganda. But it was one of the goodies, too, you know? to curry the favor of these young. The boys who would soon be serving as Hitler's stormtroopers. Number nine, after gaining sufficient power, again, just like number seven, after we have gained sufficient strength, sufficient power, then we can act, not before. This is very, very Asian, <laughs> okay? This is long-term planning. 
and waiting until resistance is futile. Waiting until they have such a strong upper hand. Waiting until they have overwhelming force to act, to launch, to attack. After gaining sufficient power, we have the right, again, right, (laughs) not righteousness, but we will have the right to seize property, any and all property, by any means. Again, the end justifies the means. When we are strong enough, when we are powerful enough, we can steal, we can rob, we can take any and all property by any means, no matter how violent. Number 10, our slogan, which is promoted to these unwashed masses will be liberty, equality, and fraternity. Oh, I mean, those words, they just, you know, they are so wonderful, aren't they? Yes, well, it became the battle cry of the French Revolution, the bloody, murderous, terrorist French Revolution. Liberty, equality, and fraternity. You might call this freedom, diversity, and equal rights. Or freedom, diversity, slash equal rights, and brotherhood, and sisterhood. Right? Number 11, wars are to be directed so that the nations engaged on both sides, all parties, all nations engaged in war, will be indebted to this ruling elite. All nations will be impoverished by war, and the proceeds will go to this ruling elite. Hence... This enables a one-world regime. Number 12, candidates for public office. You know, like this coming general election across the United States of America, candidates for public office will be servile and obedient to our commands so that they might readily be used. Well, How do you cause them to become servile and obedient to the commands of the elite? Well, one way is to buy them. All right? One way is to buy them. Another way is to blackmail them. Another way is just to win them over. To serve the greater good. Right? Meanwhile, number 13, the combined wealth of the organization, of the elite, is going to control all outlets of public information. All communications will be controlled. Command and control of all outlets of public information. Oh, but that can't happen now because of the Internet. Really? (laughs) Really? One of their key goals, objectives, is to control, to exercise command and control over all outlets of public information. Hence, we have consolidation. Consolidation of radio station groups, of radio station companies, of radio station networks, of television station 
companies, television station groups and networks, and also of internet portals and other internet news organizations. Number 14, the final point, contrived and controlled panics and financial depressions will ultimately result in world government. Contrived, orchestrated, ginned up, whipped up, controlled panics and financial depressions. Panics. Panics over what? Global climate change. Global warming. Pandemics. Endemic government-sponsored racism. Along with contrived, controlled financial panics. Financial market panics and depressions, economic depressions, will ultimately result in a single world government. Oh, that could never happen here. No, not in the United States of America, not in Canada, not in the United Kingdom, not in Australia, not in the European continent, not in Scandinavia. Never, could never happen. We are so close. We are so near. All of these steps, this 14-step plan, are focused on, among other things, blinding the people, all of the people, not just the young. Yes, the young are being targeted, but all people, causing all people to forget God, forget God's Word, the Bible, forget history, forget God's story, His story, focused on indoctrinating, corrupting, subverting, perverting, commanding and controlling the people. But above all, the young. Because they are easier to subvert. And (laughs) they are becoming the majority population. I'm Brad Thomas. And this is after all is said and done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now if we choose to. Thank you. Thank you.